All right. Welcome, everyone, to Celebrity Josh, the podcast. It is Thursday, September 30th, 2021, 1.34 p.m., and we're going to try to wrap this up uh, before the top of the hour because Professor Pete has stuff to do. I got stuff to do. I've been delayed by the guy uh, cutting hedges uh, outside my basement window, which is stressful, but that's what Pete is an expert on, so maybe he can help me uh, deal with the stress. How's it going? Good, Josh. Thank you for having me on the show, and I appreciate the time of your listeners. Oh, well, I wouldn't uh, be as presumptuous as to make listeners plural, um, but uh, who knows? Maybe this will be the show that that catches on. Um, it's exciting. Uh, it's it's been uh, it's been quite a day. I was uh, yesterday. I went um, to Toronto for a uh, uh, a little family reunion, and uh, we hung out with my niece and nephew the day before, and then. Uh, this, the minute we got to their house, my sister got a text saying uh, somebody in my nephew's class uh, had been exposed to COVID or something. Oh. And then uh, so the, the, he was pulled out of class. His sister was pulled out of her class. And uh, and then today, I guess what happened? I don't know. My sister went for. Yeah, she went for a rapid test because the kids like to play hockey. We want to know if they were safe. And then mm-hmm. she messaged this morning and said, oh, they've got they've got covid. Uh, so the the nephew has symptoms. The niece doesn't. My sister tested negative. And then my dad was freaking out. He's like, oh, he wouldn't get tested. He's like, you get tested, too. I'm like, I'm looking it up. I'm like, I don't think uh, we can get tested yet. And he went all the way to the clinic. And they're like, yeah, it's it's too soon. So we'll just have to live our lives until we see. So that's mm-hmm. what's going on. That's the stress. Oh. That's today's stress. There's always new stress. Of course, of course. And I think, um, you know, what you have to think about is what aspects of that, you know, for each of us individually, we have to think about what can we control and what we can't control. So, you know, especially, you know, with COVID, that's put a a lot of stress on most people over the last, you know, year and a half, roughly. And, you know, if you think about it, um, I know it's hard to do in the moment when you're overly stressed, but if you can uh, think about it as two lists, you know, one list being what you can control and one list of what you can't control, because we tend to, whenever we're faced with something stressful as humans, we tend to worry about all aspects of it, but it's what our energy goes towards, which is so important. And so if we think about COVID and let's, you know, let's just take a few things for, for example, things we can't control, our government response, the miscommunication. Um, heck, we can't even control a person next to us wearing a mask or staying, let's say, six feet uh, uh, you know, away from us. But what can we control? We can control washing our hands consistently, wearing um you know, wearing our mask. Um, We can uh, control our mindset about this whole situation. And so if we can list out in our, you know, our, what we can control, list out what we can't control and focus as much of our attention on what we can control, the things that we can affect change in, our stress is going to go way, way down about it because when we feel like we're in control, when we feel like we can make a difference, that's when our stress level goes down. And if we can shut away or put away as much of the energy on the things that we can't control, we can't affect change on, then it's going to be good because those that's not going to be wasted energy, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, that's uh, and if you were wondering what that noise was, I just realized I can control the light that's coming in from the window. So I decided to close my blinds. So that's one thing I did. And that, it makes me wonder how much, you know, like how, how much uh, masks and stuff actually do. I wonder how much of it is sort of giving people the illusion of control. If you wear a mask, you're OK, like otherwise you're just wandering around with nothing to do. So it feels like we've given people things to do. Wash your hands, wear a mask. Not that, I mean, not it's completely made up, but I feel like people want some kind of thing. And that's why a lot of, you know, a lot of people believe in uh, kind of horoscopes or, or uh, uh -huh. good luck charms. You, you want something uh -huh. in a world that feels out of control for sure. But well, I, and I, I think you're, you're, you're right about that. I mean, whether it's horoscopes, you know, or, you know, fortune tellers or whatever it happens to be, it's all about what is it that, makes sense to you, you as an individual. And you have to be able to align whatever your beliefs are with uh, whatever you're hearing. And the challenge is that, you know, each of us has our own opinions about things. And one of the things that, that uh, works for me in terms of when I come across someone else who may not um, have the same beliefs as me is, um, I tell myself to respect the other person's perception of the world. The yeah. word there is perception. So I may not agree with it. Um, I just know that that is what, how they perceive the world. It may or may not be the same as how I perceive the world. I don't have to agree with it. And as I mentioned earlier, I can't control that other person. So, you know, when, when, if we get upset about somebody else's opinion um, and we start thinking, oh, I need to control this person, um, that's when we really start getting into, um, you know, areas where we're just going to stress ourselves out because, you know, it's, it, the fact of the matter is we can only control ourselves. That's it. Yeah. And I find that's, uh, a lot more comforting to know that, you know, like, for example, my dad doesn't exercise. And I really want him to exercise. I really want him mm -hmm. to. And it's driving. It's been driving me crazy for 20 years. But I realize you can't. I mean, you can do what you can. You can help someone. But I even bought him a treadmill once and I came to visit again and it was gone. He'd sold it back to the store. So, like, there's only so much, <laughs> so much you can do. Um, do, you, do you have any kids? No. And that's, okay. that's, my, <laughs> that's my great regret. And that's why. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I was about to say, I wish you would, you know, talk to me like 20 years ago because I used to break up with, there was a girl that liked me and I'm like, oh, she believes in horoscopes. Mm. And, uh, you know, because I had taken <laughs> psychology and learned that they're foolish. And then there was another girl that really liked me. I'm like, oh, she votes conservative. Uh. Mm -hmm. Or I met another girl. It's like, oh, she drives a BMW. That's not good for the environment. So I, I, I could have easily had kids with any of these people, but because I was so like, no, I've got to control them. And then even uh, my last, uh, one of my great girlfriends when I was like my early 30s, I think she said she sort of maybe believed that the moon landing was fake. And I'm like, what are you crazy? Um, but I, and I broke up with her and then I wound up, I was like so stressed out. I actually was getting stomach pains. I was in the hospital. I'm like, I need to deal with this. So I went to therapy. I took like cognitive behavioral therapy. There was a study at the university. Um, I saw posters. So do you stress about everything? I'm like, yes. Or were you worried about everything? Yeah. It was like kind of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they did some cognitive behavioral therapy and kind of what I learned in that, I don't remember. It was many weeks, but the gist of it was, yeah, what can you control and what you can't? 
Um, so I, you know, I knew I can't go back in time and not break up with her stupidly or whatever. But the one thing I decided, you know, here's something I can control. I can mail her a card. Uh, like she, she told me not to email her anymore or whatever, not to be in contact. But then she did send me out. I was on an email list. She'd started a film festival, a small town film festival, which is my idea. And I was on the list. I'm like, aha, she emailed me. So now I'm allowed to contact her. But I didn't want to email her because then she could email back and say, leave me alone. So I just decided I was going to mail a letter on holidays. I would mail like a St. Patrick's Day card or a Canada Day card. And then eventually I broke her down and, like, <laughs> and she we got back together briefly and then i was like oh i think she started smoking again i broke up with her again so then so anyway so i never learned my lesson but uh but the little thing i sort of learned in there was okay it, it helped me to feel like i'm doing what i can you know i've reached out to this person and in, in, in the most i can and and the rest is up to you know fate or whatever so yeah, yeah well the, the reason i asked you about the kids is because <laughs> those of us who have kids um we realize how hard it is to try and control your kids because yeah. um, it's it can be a real challenge. You know, there's times in their life when you have to, of course, when they're very small and they don't know any better. But then when um, they're getting older and they're starting to tune you out, it's, it can be an extremely frustrating process for a parent. And then you get to your, you know, like you said about your dad selling back the treadmill. Well, um, that's the other thing is, is that our parents become our older kids. And so I have an elderly mom who is uh, my oldest kid right now. I, and um, I have to, you know, financially support her, but I also have to um, let her be as independent as possible. But I know that uh, that's, you know, not, the, not in her best interest, but I had to let that go because, you know, she doesn't have that much time left and I really wanted her to be happy. Um, and she's most happy staying at home uh, as opposed to being in like an assisted living place. And so I just had to respect that. But, you know, it's, 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 you know, I have to put aside my own beliefs. I have to put aside my own frustrations with that um, to, to, to be able to, to, to give her, you know, the quality of life that she wants. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of like, yeah, deciding what you can do. Because I mean, there's so many things I know my parents should do, you know, like I, I contacted a personal trainer down the street. And I'm like, oh, maybe he can help my dad. And the, the trainer's like, well, I can't trick your dad. Because I was saying, I, I said to the trainer, like, maybe I could tell my dad I paid for two months of training. And then if he doesn't go, I don't have to pay. And he's like, well, we can't trick him. Like, but he said, I understand your frustration. I've got my own father. I can't get him to exercise. I'm like, well, okay, if, even if the personal trainer can't do it. And then, you know, little things like I tried to introduce my mom to Google Photos. I'm like, you'll like this. It'll store your photos. And she's like, no, no, no. I don't want my photos all over. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. For two years, I was like, you'll like this. And she's like, no, no. And eventually I got her to do it. I think maybe by showing her, my sister did it too. And then she's like, oh, I love it. Now it's her favorite thing. But I'm like, well, why don't you just listen to me? But they particularly don't trust me. Um, sometimes if I want them to do something, I'll tell my sister to, to tell them to do it kind of because she's the golden child. She's got two kids. She's, mm. um, albeit with COVID. See, that's the, I have kids that I, well, I don't have kids, so they don't have COVID. Um, but you know, I, I sort of keep making bad choices in my life. Like I, I mean, I regret breaking up with all my girlfriends. And then six years ago, I left my job in copywriting. And then I sold my condo a couple of years ago. So I sort of had things going well. And now I've been living in my parents' basement for a year because I, I was going to be a digital nomad. And now, so they want me out in a month. They asked my sister to tell me to leave. Um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll go somewhere. But my dad's like, you should get an apartment in Ottawa, like here, like to be close to us. We can help with your laundry. And I'm like, 
you, so you half want me around, but I might <laughs> go back to Toronto. But uh, but yeah, it's frustrating. Like, but if you can get past that and just go, you know what? I can't control other people. It does take a bit burden off you because you can't you can't control other people. But what you can control is yourself. You can force yourself to get up and exercise or work or whatever it is that you want to do. And that's why I find a lot of times I'm always telling people, hey, you should do stand up comedy or whatever. And I realize I'm projecting on everyone. Uh, you know, you should be doing what I should have done. Like, I, you know, I want to be doing stand up comedy, but I can tell everybody else to do it. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. You, the one thing, though, you, that you should definitely do, too, is, you know, we all do this where we we look back in our past and we think, ah, oh, you know, it, uh, I should have done this differently, you know, and that's actually one of the two biggest negative stressors that we do to ourselves. Um, it's called rumination. It's basically having guilt about doing something or not doing something in our past. And if we can look back and try and get the positive learnings from those experiences and then let go of the rest, mm. boy, it's a huge game changer because, it, it, you know, you really, it, it's true. It really is. I mean, none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. And, you know, I, I always... Um, refer to myself as, you know, what do I want to do? Or what am I going to do when I grow up? You know, and because I'm, I'm still a kid at heart. Uh, I'm, I'm in touch with my inner child. And, um, you know, I, there's things that definitely still trigger me. Um, and a lot of times I don't realize it until after it triggers me. Um, and often it is something from my past that uh, is just something that just, ugh, you know what I mean? And so there's always a learning, always a positive learning from that. And um, so, you know, there's, there's a reason why you didn't end up with any of your ex-girlfriends. There's a reason why you sold your, you know, your condo or you left your job or something like that. There's positive reasons for that. And, you know, whatever else, whatever else you're beating yourself up about, let it go. Let it go. You know, it, it may, maybe it's uh, for, you know, you wrote that card for one of them, you know, maybe for the rest of them, you need to write a card or, you know, send a or write a letter. You don't have to send it. You don't have yeah. to send it. But I tell you, it's like journaling. When you start writing out things about it, boy, it, you can get rid of a lot of that, uh, that pent up negative emotions that are inside of you. Yeah, I do want to try that. That's another thing I regret, actually, not writing a diary every day in my life because <laughs> uh, I found an old diary that I kept when I was 14 um, because somebody gave me a little diary. So I wrote in a page every day for the year and then it ran out and never occurred to me buy another diary. It would have been great to go back. Um, but yeah, like I was actually gonna, last week, I was like, I'm going to start making a list of everything I regret in my life just to beat myself up. I don't know, from breaking up with Sarah when I was 18 for absolutely no reason. And, uh, and then turns out she would, I still 30 years later, I'm 48 now and she's still like uh -huh. the perfect girl. And then, and then why did I go into advertising? It's like, if I'd known I could have gone into radio or, you know what, I should have done my master's and then I could have gone to Oxford and Harvard and been a brilliant professor. And I've wasted 20 years in advertising. And why did I break up with Jen? And then the other Jen and then the third Jen. And then, you know, like I just, every, like every, Every minute I, I think of a new regret. Oh my God, I forgot about that girl. Why was I rude to her? Because I kept thinking, oh, there was an endless stream of girls. And now it's like, okay, I feel like I figured it out, but you can't get that time back. Now I'm like, oh, right. That's why I should have married Jan when I was 22, because now I would have a 26-year-old kid. But you you know, if I start now, it's just, yeah. So, I mean, what you're talking about, rumination, it's torture. It's awful. 
And what I try to do every day now is like I film a little summary of my day at the end of the day, but that's mm -hmm. just have a record of my day. But I don't know. It's not, I don't know what the point is. There's not much point other than exposing myself to the world and giving people fodder to attack me with. Um, oh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. I think it's, you know, if, if it feels, feels right to you inside, I, I, I would say that that's perfectly fine, but yeah. you got to forgive yourself, my friend. You yeah. do. You there, have to forgive yourself. There was this girl, Julie, who really liked me in second year university. And, and, uh, she wrote on my hand, just let go. She's like, that's your mantra. Just let go to stop. Cause I was holding so tight, like, just like I am now, everything. It's like, uh, this and that. And uh, so I keep telling, like the one thing that seems to work for me every time I start going, oh my God, why didn't I marry that girl or become a professor? Like I keep going, okay, that's a, that's a lot of privilege that, that that's what I'm worried about, that my life isn't that perfect. And I keep thinking like, okay, well, Chadwick Boseman, who played Black Panther, he died at 44 of cancer, even though he's a Hollywood right. star, so something can happen. Or there's people hanging off planes in Afghanistan, trying to, again, like, they would love to have the, the luxury to go, mm, I wish I hadn't dropped my laptop 10 years ago because I lost a bunch of digital photos, or I wish I had kept a diary every year so I could go back and remember, like, you know, so it's, people have worse problems, obviously. And all it takes is getting COVID or cancer to think, oh God, yeah, you know what? I didn't have it so bad. I'll go back to that, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, well, and it's a good point that you, you say there too, because too many of us, I would say the vast majority of us, we take our health for granted. And when you think about that, yeah, sure, you take your health for granted, but then think about the last time that you might have been really sick with the flu, let's say. And did you feel like you wanted to do anything other than lie in bed? Probably not. And when we're in that kind of state, we have no energy for whatever our career is. We have no energy for our loved ones, nothing. And so I always try and remind everyone that we have this gift of health. And, and if you lose that health, nothing else is going to matter because everything is going to come secondarily to how you feel um, on that particular day. Yeah, like a year ago, my aunt got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and then mm. she just passed away, like, I guess last month. And I'm it's sorry. like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, there's nothing else. <laughs> That's it. You know, like that for that year, there's not a lot else you're doing. Uh, right. And so it's, it's funny, because like, yeah, like, you know, like, am I fully taking advantage or grateful for my health? It's like, I guess. But on the other hand, you don't want to be always like, oh, thank God I don't have cancer because then you're not you aren't appreciating what you have because, you know, when you do get something, you're like, well, why was I worried all the time? So it's it's hard to know how to. Uh, of course, you take for granted your health, but I guess maybe in a way it's good that you take because that means you're not having to worry about it. But but yeah, I tell young people and everybody should get out and do things while you can, like just, you know, travel or walk or, you know, don't just sit and watch TV unless that's what you want to do, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the secret of life is. Well, I, I could I could tell you that uh, from my experience that, yes, you want to take advantage of going out for a walk, doing whatever you have. But the fact of the matter is our bodies are going to tell us constantly if we're stressed. And if we start listening to it, that's when we'll actually be able to affect change. And you can avoid some serious complications later because basically, you know, if you ask, if you ask doctors um, whether or not there's a direct correlation between stress and chronic disease, they'll probably say no, because there's an intermediary phase and the intermediary phase is cellular inflammation. 
So any kind of major stress that we have as we're continuously letting ourselves be stressed, that causes cellular inflammation. It's the cellular inflammation that causes the chronic disease. For me, it caused my diabetes, even though no one in my family has it. Um, for others that I know had got cancer, heart disease, et cetera. Those are the kind of things that we have to be careful about. And our bodies are going to tell us ahead of time whether or not we are taking care of ourselves. So, you know, if you think about it, you know, we typically are going to have both mental and physical uh, signs of stress. So, you know, mentally, it'll be something like a lack of concentration instead of being able to focus. It might be mood swings going from happy to sad or angry at a moment's notice. It might have panic attacks about something that might be happening. It might be prescription drug or alcohol abuse. Those are all things that are um, indicators that we're mentally stressed. Physically, it might be something like, you know, getting a cold every month instead of like once a season or back and shoulder stiffness, because um, that's a classic one, uh, especially for those of us who sit at a desk most of the day, because when we're stressed, we tend to hunch over mm -hmm. and that puts a lot of pressure on our shoulder and our back. Um, maybe getting not enough sleep or excessive sleep. That's an indicator you're physically stressed. Uh, digestive disorders where no amount of Pepto-Bismol is going to take care of it. Um, or you're reaching for uh, the Excedrin bottle every day instead of occasionally because you're getting headaches constantly. Um, and weight fluctuations, either gaining or losing weight rapidly. Um, those are all indicators that you're physically stressed. In fact, right before I was diagnosed with stress-induced diabetes, I lost 30 pounds in 30 days. And at first I was in my mid forties when this happened. At first I thought, oh, this is fantastic. I hadn't lost weight since my twenties. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't doing any special diet. I wasn't doing any special exercise, just the normal stuff that I do. And then after that 30th pound came off, I thought, yeah, better get this checked out. And oh, ding, 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 stress-induced diabetes. So um, mm -hmm. our bodies will tell us. The problem is, is that if we don't listen and we continuously stress ourselves out for an extended period of time, which is what I did, um, what ends up happening is that the weakest link in our body will break. And for whatever reason, mine, the pancreas was it. Mm. And so that was a pancreas diabetes kind of thing you had? Or? Well, so diabetes is where the pancreas isn't uh, producing enough uh, of your natural wow. insulin. Right. So, so basically it shut down. Yeah. So then I mean, we've only got a couple of minutes left. So mm -hmm. maybe this can be the, the first of several episodes where we discuss this, but I'll, I'll, I'll comment that when you said Pepto-Bismol, it's yeah. That, so when I broke up with the first gen and then was trying to get her back for, and then yeah, you know what? I eventually did get her back and then I broke up with her again and then we were sort of chatting again. I was like, maybe we can go for a drink. She said, no, I just got to let you know I got engaged. I'm like, got engaged. Ah. Oh. Um, I remember that that time I was at my sister's place and I had to get a, how did I get home? I got a friend to pick me up because no, she drove me home because I was I did, couldn't be alone, all this stuff. And then uh, there was this really cute girl who lived in my neighborhood that invited me over. I was hanging out with her and, and uh, we were getting along and then suddenly I got the stomach pain. I'm like, Oh, I feel like, I don't know, like fat in my stomach. So I had to go home. And then another girl wanted to come over and have a hot tub. And I'm like, Oh, and then my stomach heart started hurting more. And I was like curled up on the floor. 
And eventually I was getting these stomach pains all the time, like just violent pain. I was like, am I allergic to gluten? What's going on? And eventually I wound up in the hospital. Um, I went to the doctor and she's like, what's the pain uh, out of 10? I'm like, it's 10. I can't, uh, you know, so I had to go to emergency. I wound up um, getting an endoscopy and a colonoscopy mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And at the end of it all, the doctor's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to just be less stressed and uh, maybe eat some fiber. And so, and then it, yeah, eventually went away. But I realize now it was all because I should have been with this girl and my body was telling me, marry this girl. This is your chance to have kids and, and whatever. And, and you shouldn't be with these other girls and we're going to stop you from being with other girls. And, and that's crazy that it literally, I, you know, I didn't know what, and it was nothing. It was nothing, but, but this like gas and I had, I had to rub my, it was just, and so I was chugging Pepto-Bismol all the time, trying to figure out what was wrong with me kind of thing. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. yes, you are right. But uh but now we've got Professor Pete Alexander. And, and on your screen there, for those of you who are listening, it says effective stress relief in just a couple of minutes per day. God stress. Visit your website. Why are you? A, why, why is your name Professor Pete? Like, because I, I, I do have a Ph.D. and I have taught uh, classes and I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, currently an adjunct professor. So, um, yep. So I'm I, I'm a legit. Um, yeah. So it it. Uh, uh, but my name is pretty common. So uh, Professor Pete Alexander helps me stand out a little bit more from uh, all the other Pete Alexanders out there. Oh, for sure. I'm fortunate there's no other Josh Racklesses. So and, and, <laughs> and no one would want that name either. They wouldn't want to be confused with me. And that's oh. uh, and that's my other great regret that uh, I realize now I should have done a master's and a PhD and I could have been a professor and that should have been. And, and so I've been looking into that now. Two years ago, I started research. I'm like, how can I get? But, you know, I could have already had a master's now two years later. Like, but I was like, oh, I'm too old to do it. You got to forgive yourself. You yep. got to forgive yourself because you're beating yourself up way too much. Correct. Well, that's the summary of the day. So, yeah, go to PeteAlexander.com for more stress relief. I, I feel like I've learned a lot today and hopefully you can come on and uh, I remember when we were first talking by email or whatever, I said, oh, I've got stress. You can help me out. So this is you're my kind of guy. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thanks. And thanks for finally curing my stress. <laughs> All right. Great. <laughs> thanks. I'm glad I could help. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye bye.